Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Hello, and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Jared Freed, uh, a voiceless Jared Freed. sound like old man Jared Freed. Old man Freed. Freed. With yeah. a raspy voice. I mean, let me apologize right off the bat. It's hot. It's like a radio voice. Is like, it? Uh, yeah. You sound like one of those, you know, like you're on the station late at night. Like I, yeah. Oh, like I'm doing like love. Right. The love songs. Love songs. Hey, this is Jared Free 93.5. Exactly. The buzz. See, you could actually. Right? Yeah. I could do. I, I got a new career in my hands. Exactly. I, I'm pumped to be back. I mean, I, the reason for my voice being crazy is that I've been just away for the last you've been working working yeah you're like a single mom single mom just like hustling just trying to bring <laughs> home milk for the kids exactly um but we i mean i've been seeing people in chicago and newport rhode island and miami and meeting a lot of the fans of the show and i gotta say you're out there in the trenches i'm in the trenches but they're they are, fans they're good people yeah. That's what I like about the fans of this show. They're fun. They just want to go out and have a good time and meet someone. And they don't take themselves too seriously. So it's like been really cool. Chicago, let me just say, Chicago, I knew it was going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. When we do a live you up in Chicago, it's going to be on fire. I'm excited for Chicago. I feel like I we have a lot of fans there. I've never been there. Um, oh, we're going to show you a time. I've heard good things. It's always... I'm always a little afraid of the cold, and I think I feel it's like it's freezing. A little, it's it's a little miserable. colder than here. Yeah, but there's a there's a chill in the air there that you don't get here. Yeah, but you mentioned you mentioned the uh, the bar there, and we got so many messages about oh. that bar that you mentioned last <laughs> Hang time. Yuppie. Yeah, people and people roll their eyes. There's two groups with that bar. Because I like that bar. Like in Atlanta, they have Johnny's Hideaway. Okay, and there's these types of bars that are like the crazy. You know, they're like a bar mitzvah. Okay. Like a what, is it, what is it like kind of like in New York? I'm trying to think yeah, an equivalent bar. There might not be because we just don't have the space. Okay. Like my buddy. Oh, it's like a th- multi-level. Multi-level okay. party room, rap room. Got it. Like they got different music on different floors. But I will say Johnny's Highway isn't like that. But I mean, 
You know, like my buddy's one of the uh, owners of uh, Hair of the Dog, which is on the lower. On, oh, okay. So Hair of the Dog is kind of like that yeah. roll your eyes, like a certain age goes there. But you can count on it on a night where you're like, where are people going to be? Right. Where are people that aren't sitting there going, well, I only drink um, Where are all craft. the fun people? Yeah, where are the okay. fun people that have lost inhibition? Mm-hmm. So, I mean. It's a great ad for this bar. It's not City. sponsored. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and people hate the bar, too, because they've had some of their worst moments and they've been around the worst people there. Right. But, you know, listen, cause and effect. You Fair. get the worst and best people in the same places. But, I mean, where are you going out? Are you going out to these types of places? I don't go out as much anymore. It's so lame. <laughs> I go to weddings now. That's what happens when you're 29. That's the the, the yeah, wedding. Yeah, you you don't go out for going out. You just go out and you write a check and you <laughs> get an open bar at a wedding. You, you pay the two fifty. Yeah, exactly. It's like gift. every bar, just every everywhere you go out, just has a two hundred and fifty dollar cover charge. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's, it's just called pe- the wedding. And gift. at least it's people you like. That's true. Right. It's a very exclusive mixer. Sure. I mean. The, uh, I mean, on the subject of this podcast, the best way, I think weddings are like the best way to meet people. Yeah, they're great because it's like a scent. It's like basically like going to a bar with everyone you know, but there's like a very sentimental, like um, romantic twist the, to it. It has the vibe of romance. Right. It's everyone you know. The alcohol of, is free. Right. And it's flowing, hopefully. Yeah. Cash bar people get real. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I, and then here's the other thing. Friends of friends are there. That's true. So the best dating person is a referral. I agree. So you're in a place where no one has to fix you up, but they can fix you up. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in a place, you're in a three hour period where someone can look at you and go, that's sing- that's the single one. And that's right. like the good and bad of going to a wedding yeah. single. When I was it's single, that was like, it's, yeah, but it's, it's fun, especially if you're like, I mean, if you're going to a wedding of someone who's like 40, sure. there probably aren't a ton of single people there. Well, here's my response to that. Cause I do get a lot of people that are like, well, all, everyone, people go into weddings, you know, there's a lot of people that go into weddings with a bad attitude. Right. And to those people, I say, uh, shut the fuck up <laughs> because you're ruining your chances because here's what happens at a wedding. The vibe of love, just like you said, is right. there. So what happens is... It's like wedding for, crashers. It's wedding crashers. Yeah. People are into love. They're thinking about it. They're thinking about their own relationships, mm-hmm. who they're into, who they like, who they've had. And then I have people that say to me, well, I'm going to this wedding. I'm the only single one. No, it, no way. First right. of all, yeah. you don't know that. Yeah. Second of all, everyone at that wedding has single friends that are sitting at home. That's true. So here's what you do. If I go to a wedding and I see some girl... And I'm in a relationship. Let's say I'm in a relationship and there's a girl having the best fucking time. Is the coolest and is the fun person. It is the one at the uh, the the post party. What's it called? The uh, the late night party. The after party. They're at yeah. the after party. Having burgers. Hanging out. Talking shit. I'm like, we got to find someone to get her in my right. group. I need her in my group. I agree. You're like a walking advertisement for yourself. In the, You're like at a trade show. Yes. For yourself, essentially. Weddings yeah. are the trade shows of relationships. I love that. So, I mean, we, we are... our episode title. But this is the episode <laughs> title. But I, I think we all go into weddings a little bit negative if you're single. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, oh, here we go. Got to yeah. watch, you know, queen bitch with her ring, dance on the floor, fuck right. their speeches. It's easy. I call it uh, FTG mode. Mm-hmm. I, I, because I get into that, and I'm sure we all do. FTG mode, fuck that guy mode. It's like when someone introduces right. you and you meet them right away and you well, go, fuck that guy. For girls, it's like, it's basically like meeting a, com- like 
Imagine you go out and you're in an event celebrating a comedian that's like a little more successful than you. Sure. Right? Who would that be? <laughs> no one. No one. That person doesn't exist. Uh, I'm already angry. Right. I know. I'm saying, like, ima- yeah. Imagine going to an event with like, sure. for guys, this is sort of the female equivalent. Of sure, that, sure, right? sure. Even if you're in a relationship, yeah. it's like, I'm going to an event celebrating someone who's doing a little bit better at me than this. Yes. In this, in this. She's winning the race. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of for, and for guys, like we've talked about before, like are often a lot more like competitive when it comes With to their careers. Career, yeah. It would kind of like being like, you're at like the Netflix sh- special taping of like ex comedian. It was I've like, been, a, you, been you're been happy. Ma- you're I've happy for them. them. You're having a good time. Yeah. You're happy for them, but you're also like, what is that thing you just said? Fuck this. Well, fuck this well, guy. Fuck this guy. FTG yeah. mode. Exactly. Fuck this guy. Yeah, that is exactly what it's like. What it can be like to be a person who's not ma- married at a wedding. FTG mode is the thing that could bring you down if you don't realize it. Right. I, I and I believe in it wholeheartedly because I have to find it. I everything becomes everything that we talk about in this podcast is personal to me. Right. I Every felt team, this. Yeah. yeah. It's personal to us. We felt these feelings. We're airing it here to help people out. To know that they're not alone. Right. So when I meet someone who's, as you said, like, <laughs> this, co- oh, this comic is amazing. And then I introduce to him, I'm like, fuck this guy. Exactly. Yeah. He's not that great. I'm amazing. I'm amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then I have to, like, I right. have to shove that away and go, Jared, you're a crazy person. Right. Put it away. Nice to meet you. Let's introduce you. Know, and yeah, you know, that's good. That I think is like the exact mentality that you have to be if you're a single girl going into a wedding. Yeah. You just have to be like, Put those like and those thoughts, that devil is there. Oh, also deal with the Tempting devil. You. Deal yeah. with the devil. Go to air all those things into the mirror. Right. Like I, I, I think Dan Soder, who's a fucking hilarious comic. He he calls them like shower thoughts because right. you should only say them in the shower. Yeah, the fuck this guy always it comes right before bed. Yep. And right and in the shower. And I yeah. get those right before bed. Just say them. Admit to them. Admit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm fucking pissed. This fucking bitch is getting married before me. Right. <laughs> But I'm going to this wedding and I'm, and gonna, I'm gonna dance and I'm gonna have fun and I'm gonna meet new people and I'm gonna be open to their to the open to the variability of a wedding. That's the other thing. Right. Weddings offer variabilities. So that's not how you say it. Variability? Well what do you I sound like a fucking idiot like, right now. You mean like variety? Variables. Okay. <laughs> 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 you mean the- variables in our lives we have so few variables okay and it's just the you know you go to you wake up go to work see the person at the front desk get your coffee get your lunch go home uh watch your netflix go right. to bed repeat then okay. the weekend comes and you Routine. go same bar hair of the dog you know like you're okay. going to the same places oh you're saying it mixes it up a little bit the, the right. wedding mixes yeah. it up new people new mm-hmm. crew maybe it's your friend but at least they have a, a camp friend right. a cousin or whatever it is and if you're a girl and you're trying to meet someone like these guys are going to be not on their worst behavior they'll be like a little bit better than on their worst behavior all because one they're around people they know yeah they play it plays to my aunt theory yeah you're around a bunch of aunts exactly you you both know the same people they're gonna control themselves a little bit hey what do you think the girl's pretty cute yeah she's single oh you should go talk to her cool that's what happens with guys every wedding i've ever been to they go i get the rundown of who the single chicks are you do oh I absolutely yeah and i get and i get the, the and it's from the and groom you, and you then you you go and you t- you draw a little target on their I, back I, I take, well i take out instagram <laughs> right and i go where does where does my you know my my dick lead to <laughs> boop, 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 boop. if i could do a voice right now I'd okay do a little radar of like who who the heat You're sensors not saying, go to. where's my future wife who's where's my future wife 
but and then you also, go up to them and you say the next one's ours this is us <laughs> next is us we're up next <laughs> better get in line for that bouquet yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying but I, I think we you know we get a lot of emails about weddings and stuff and it's like you want to let i do understand the uh, the idea of going in miserably right you're wearing I mean, yeah, something you could, maybe you didn't want to yeah. wear it, I, yeah i think that like it could be it but like you said like you can be you can get into that the fuck guy, this guy mode or fuck this girl mode um but really what you should do is like you said again like embrace it it's just nobody this wants, is a great single person's activity nobody wants to hang with the person sitting during the best song during the wedding yeah you got to be dancing dance with your friends as a girl you can dance with your friends i always get yeah. feel bad for guys because it's like if you're kind of a single guy and you don't even dance you're not like oh, i'm dancing, dancing with dudes are you, you dancing with oh, dudes? i'm out there yeah. with the dudes i always feel like it's a little weird sometimes but sometimes they I, should. I grab the grandma give her a little twirl nice yeah are you in the horror are I'm you like the, are you i don't like the horror i love the horror. really <laughs> that so is much. where we disagree i think the horror to me feels like a lie <laughs> like, i love the horror it is my favorite part really? of any wedding I can't um, get into it. It's, I love I feel it. Too I feel like it's like a group dance, and it's just like I don't know. You do, but sometimes it, the dance floor has to be big enough, yes. so that you're not just like bumping into mm-hmm. people. But I think it's a I think it's a good time. It reminds me, of, like of like the olden days. Yeah, just like, a, like a village, just like celebrating Coming together. Some shit. I Here's like the it. problem: I get the like who's the gonna, no grinding, <laughs> no grinding. But this dick needs some rubbing. No, this uh, the the I as a stockier guy, they're like, who's picking them up? Oh, you have you get. I'm always there. ducking away. Okay, yeah, I don't want to be picking. People I can up. see why you don't like the whole way you're working. And then I'm yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, I gotta be on the job. I gotta turn I'm just away. Like oh, like uh, grabbing my friend's arms and we're just doing a little twirl. Like and then, for you, you're like no, it's like well, it's a it's workouts. You're like back at the gym. I always turn away. I always hide my face during when they're looking for people. Oh, that's and then so they, funny. I always think the dude that like wants to show he's got the gun show going. Yeah, he's all, oh, I got it. You know, like guy who wants to show he's strong. You don't even really. You could just like. Touch Touch it and pretend I do the other one yeah. finger. Yeah. You just like no, you guys can't see us. We're just doing like a little tap. It's, it's like, like I'm there. The, yeah, it's like when you're the Paul Bear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're not really doing done. anything, but yeah, it's just yeah, for yeah. show. I just touch with a finger. Yeah, yeah, you let like the middle-aged dad do all the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he wants to show off. This is one time to show he has a cock. Yes. <laughs> so, That's fair. Let's do. Uh, let's talk about the show. You can send in. Yeah, you can send in an email. UUP. At batches, UUP at Betches.com, UUP Betches.com. You guys are amazing with all your screenshots. I love them. Um, we're getting a ton, and we try to repost them, and they're just so funny and so great. Yeah, yeah but here's the thing. Let me let me meddle with the audience right okay. now. I'm this like, you're podcast, my bad cop now. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, you said some nice things. Right. It's time to you know, pop a JT to talk to them. Okay. You got, the only way to find a podcast is through recommendations and referrals. Okay, we love doing this show. It needs to get bigger. Not big enough for me. Okay, Jordana, how not, do you feel? That is that the new title of your autobiography? Not big enough for me. The Jared Fruit story. Yes. in all senses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, feel, I want more yeah, people listening. Yeah, we want to. We're we're gonna get to number one. I I gotta blow this up. This gonna, isn't enough. Yeah, we need your help. We need your help. How do you help us? How do you pay for this podcast? You take a screenshot of you listening, make it your Instagram story. That's a great way to tell a friend. You go to your friend at work. You say, hey, this podcast is great whether you're in a relationship, not in a relationship. Whatever your relationship status is, please listen. Check it out. Yeah. And rate, review, subscribe. Tell a friend. 
tell a friend, tell a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with podcasts ears. for everyone. It's for everyone. I had a woman come up to me. She comes up to me. She's she's like, I'm not in your demographic. I go, everyone's the demographic. Everyone. Yeah. You got ears? Can you listen? Yeah. Do you like a good dating story? Yeah. Do you like hearing the tea? You like spilling tea? Exactly. That's what we're doing. So you got to keep telling friends. It doesn't end right now. This is super successful, but... You know, we can't keep doing this forever if, if it doesn't grow. It's got to so grow. We got to grow. Keep making your screen, screenshots on right. Instagram stories. And we're about to start, but we're at the end. Stay tuned for the end of the episode because we're going to have Johnny Bananas from The Challenge on. And he was great. We Johnny had, yeah. Bananas. And Jared, do you have anything to, to that's coming up for you? I do. I'm coming to San Francisco. San Fran. This is the 24th. I think this is a big town for us because I've gotten a lot of DMs from San Fran. I'm going to be at the Punchline in San Francisco the 13th and 14th of November. That's the 13th and 14th of November. I'm going to be at the Punchline in San Francisco. Then the Punchline in Sacramento the 15th of November. So if you guys are there, go to my website, jaredfree.com. You can buy tickets. Uh, I have a feeling those are going to be popular shows, but you... You got a big thing. Yeah, you got a big thing. So our third book, it's called When's Happier. It just came out yesterday. You guys can order it right now and get it immediately. You can get it anywhere books are sold. You can go to into a Barnes & Noble and get it. Or you can order it online um, anywhere books are sold. Amazon, Indie Books. I got, I got a copy. And I know we know I'm not a reader yes. on this podcast. And it comes in an audio book too. It comes in an audio book. They they gave me the pre the the I got, you got I the got special the special edition. Yeah, because I you know listen uh, I'm a fob friend of Betches. Yes. So I listen, like I this book you're gonna love it for the same reasons you love this podcast. It's commiseration. It's letting you know that work going to work every day isn't the best thing in the world. Here's why how you go through that world right that's how i that was my takeaway from it yeah you keep it light we keep it light we keep it fun but we also give you some actual good advice much like this podcast honesty it's to let you know that everyone's fucking miserable exactly (laughs) so yes and it's commiseration through laughs and fun it's the you if you like this podcast you're gonna love the book that's i mean just this and i'm an outsider i'm gonna i'm just a fob he's just a fob guys i like that sounds like a mafia term i'm fobbing here yeah so pick up the book Betches.co slash WHH. Let's get into let's get into the show. Let's do a let's weird, se- weird sexual experience. You want to read it? We're going to write into it. Let's do it. Hey, J and J. First of all, love the podcast. I'm going to go into my sexy voice because it's easier for me to do. I don't, <laughs> I don't have any questions, but I would love to get some thoughts on the, this weird sexual experience. So I was hooking up with this guy for a while. And one of the times we were hooking up, he proceeded to finish on my stomach. <laughs> and then, worst part, run his own tongue through his cum. Wow. Oh, God. Uh, I was generally surprised and taken back by the entire encounter and didn't really know whether to be concerned or turned on. <laughs> I love that it's uh, one or the other. Yeah. I'm either really concerned about this or I'm turned, turned on. on. I personally thought it was was awesome that he wasn't she repulsed for, by his own. She has to wait for our take before yeah, she decides, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, because she, she goes, yeah. I thought it was awesome that he wasn't repulsed by his own bodily fluids as most men are. He later brought it up and said that it like, like, was that weird to me? And I just said I was surprised by it. And he said he, he said he told his friends about the account. 
and he by it and he had said he told his friends about the encounter which was even more strange but all of my friends think that he's bisexual now thoughts much love okay um I I kind of I kind of agree with her like I'm not really sure what to make of this thing sure. because I I think a lot of guys are are grossed out by like their own cum and like they wouldn't they wouldn't swallow it or like a lot of them don't even like want you to like kiss them after if you go down no. on them because they don't like want it. Are, you, are you one of those guys no yeah <laughs> you're not fuck I mean right. this doesn't make you I don't bisexual think, I don't think it has anything to do with being it's your it's your this guy's a kinky um, dude. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't... Does what, is it, what is the deal with that? Do guys have like... And you... I mean, you've spoken to a lot more guys probably about sure. this, I assume. Well, I know people that snowball. What does that mean? So snowball <laughs> is, <laughs> is a girl will catch the cum in her mouth and then they'll exchange the cum between the guy and the girl. With the ma- in their mouth. In the mouth. Okay, what's the... Do, do you know guys... I'm who, just saying. Do you know guys... Who, any guys who don't like that at all? I know someone who's... I've I've know of people who've done this, okay. The snowball, and I've heard of it. And it's turn on. Here's what it is: the turn on isn't the the taste of the cum. To, to me, it's the 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 pursuing adventure. Here's the problem: okay. we were your parents never watched the amount of porn that we've watched, so there's a oh, it's a porn thing. I think it's a porn thing. And I think it's like finding new ways to be adventurous. Like to me, like this guy doing it, like this isn't my cup of tea. Okay. Have I tasted cum? Yeah, I've tasted cum. I've tasted it. Just you're because wrong. I was like, what, what am I going to fucking do? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's, it, things happen. So and you're like kind of, amb- are you messy. like ambivalent or you prefer no or like? I prefer no. You prefer not no, to. But okay. I, I, what, is me, the, what is the deal with it? Is it like, like him doing it on a first it, fuck? Are you worried that it's like a gay thing? To me? Yeah. Does to it, me, this doesn't ring gay or really straight under, or think, anything. Yeah. I don't really understand why God, I think some guys think it's like kind of a gay thing, but I don't, I guess because you're swallowing well, cum, but if it's your own, I find that to be like. I put my own boogers in my mouth. Like, right. like how much different is that? Like, like I don't know. Yeah. If you're touching your own People boobs, really I don't think, right I don't, if you touch your own boobs, I don't think that's like a lesbian thing either i don't really get it i mean i don't live yeah. in that world right you know what i mean like i the the whole like is this you know like i think the most like i'm a confident guy in what i like and what mm-hmm. i'm into so like right. what, what you're the not fu- worried about i'm not gonna worry about when <laughs> i get like, who even cares right you know, like, yeah. i i i think when i've this is my point with sex is you, you got to be a little gay to fuck <laughs> So like, <laughs> so you got to do some things. That, like, what does that even mean? <laughs> what it means is like, I. It made more sense when I said it on my podcast like three years ago. Okay. But someone asked. They were like, you know, as far as like, like The Bachelor. Okay. Like I watched The Bachelor, and some guys. To me, it's not a gay. Like to to define things in gay or straight to me is like, is just childish. Right. But if a childish man was to say to me, I don't watch The Bachelor, that seems like it's for women or for, for gay men, I would say, well, that's why you're not fucking. <laughs> so you okay. can't even speak to the things that women speak to. Right. So with the cum thing, like, I mean, I say this for women, I think it's the same for guys. You got to eat corn messy to be a good fuck. Okay. So Just get sex, into it. sex is messy. Like, right. you know, when it's clean, you know, you, are you guys, you know, maybe for two people that have only been to, you know, certain 
spots in their life with sexuality, then they're getting off. But if this guy has been in a situation where he's like, you know, I guess that got him off. Right. Now that's his new barrier. It's weird to me to do it like on the first time before you know somebody. Well, she said she was hooking up with him for a while. Oh, okay. So I think he like... Oh, so I mean like... He was probably like, I'm just going to try this, see what happens. Well, this is the thing. To me, it's not that weird anymore because then, you know, looking at that little while thing, you're hooking up for a while. You're like, I got to change this up a bit. The sex is kind of... Like, have you ever read Boring Sex? Yeah. I could see... Yeah, I could see... Like, I don't know if this is the move that I would make to make it unboring, Mm -hmm. but he's taking a hard... He's trying something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like trying new foods. Would you... What would you do? It's it's literally trying new foods. Yeah, trying new foods. Would you do... What would you do if a guy did this? I think I'd be, like, fine with it. It's not... I think I'm sort of in the same headspace as you where I'm, like, I'm not, like, into it. I'm not, like, not into it. I just, like... I'd be, like, well, that was something. I don't know if I'd be turned on by it. Guys but. are mostly doing things like this without talking about it mm-hmm. because they were hot to another girl. Okay. So like the only reason he knows to do this is because this is what some he other did. girl liked it. Yeah. Right. Like it's like when like I would imagine like I've gone down on girls. Guys are going down on girls based on their last girl's preferences. Right. Because that's all we know. Okay. As bad as that, I don't know if that sounds bad or not. But I'm saying, like, if you woke up with a guy for the first time, you're like, what is he doing? Yeah, so he, like, someone else, he thought that person liked it, or yes. he's never done it before. Or he's never, <laughs> he's either never done it before, right. or the last person asked for that. Right. If he was in, a, like, a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. So, for this guy, maybe he was in a long-term relationship where this was something that him and his girl were into, and he was like, okay, that was sexually fulfilling for me. Right. Maybe it will be... Would you do this if a girl asked you to do it? Yeah, probably. Like, I, I mean, like, I I would be into most things a girl I was with thought was hot because that's what makes me... Right, you're into the fact that she's into it. If she was like, this yeah. is what gets me the fuck off, I'd be like, I could try anything once. Right. Try it. To, like to a it. certain extent. What do we call this move? Uh, the, 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 oh, I had a name. The... The, the Swiffer. It's <laughs> cleaning okay. up. Okay, I like, like that. The, you know, it's like, like a cat. Yeah, yeah. These clean the cleanup crew. I like that. What would you call it? That makes sense. Like me, myself, and my semen, my own fluid. <laughs> <laughs> me, myself, <laughs> my own semen. It's a little long, but something like that. I something like to me, it's like, like easy, easy peasy cleanup. Like it's like right. a. It's like a self cleaning. He's actually doing people favors here. Right. He's, get, he's saving you a trip to the, get a tissue. Yeah. Or something. Well, he's still going to get a tissue. Now you smell like his fucking tongue. Yeah, you're going to have to shower either way. Yeah. There's no, there's no getting out of that. No, you're not. <laughs> I don't know. You, this wouldn't, like if a girl, let's say, like if a girl did it, I'd be like, oh my fucking God, what is this girl into? If she did what? Like if I came and she was like, come on my, come on your like. Like this is in porn where you they'll be like come into this glass and then she like drink it lops it up okay like a dog <laughs> I'd be like my eyes would come out of my fucking head. oh if she drank if okay. she did it like right come is one of those weird so you don't things like when she swallows is that no I'm saying okay. come is one of those weird things when uh, when I get a blowjob and a girl swallows I'm like. It's like it never happened. You know, the cum just didn't exist. <laughs> it's like but, if a tree, tree falls, <laughs> uh, if a blowjob falls in the woods, no one <laughs> If, if a dick comes in your mouth, yeah, and never no one, happened. Yeah. But if you get the cum outside, 
and then she licks it up. I'm like, wow, this is like a sexuality that I don't right. even know. Yeah, I don't. Interesting. Okay, you'd be you'd be, int- but I'm sure you'd do it. No, I'd be intrigued. I'd right. be like, oh my god, this is this girl's an animal. Yeah. I love it. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama, every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love has started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. All right, let's do some emails. Let's do some emails. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. All right. I'm going to read the next one. Please do before I lose my voice completely. Hi, Double J's. I have this dilemma that is eating away at me, so I'll get straight to it. I have a great guy who I absolutely love. We met two years ago. He had just got out of a serious relationship. He and his ex had been engaged for three years and together for a total of six years before he broke it off with her. I came into his life two weeks after the breakup. We instantly connected and I have never felt more in tune to anyone as I am with him. Fast forward to this past spring when we got married. <gasps> wow. Dun, dun, dun. Fuck this bitch. I'm just kidding. Hold on. Let's <laughs> review the facts. Okay. He just got out of a serious relationship. They were engaged for, for three, three years. years. And together for six, she and then came he into broke life it off. Two weeks after the breakup, so, and now they're married. The breakup of an engagement, right? And now they're married. Before I explain all this, I must say I've never doubted that he loves me. Everything is as perfect as it could be, except for one thing: he still talks to his ex. It's almost like a red flag deal breaker, except that neither of those is an option because we are now married. Well, well, it was at I one mean, point. <laughs> And you can, there's ways to yeah, get out of that as well. Red Flag Deal Player yeah. exists for married people too. Right. You're not in a prison. <laughs> we were, some might say, we were merely, uh, if we were merely dating, this would definitely be a signal to me. Weren't you dating at one point? I'm confused. This would definitely be a signal to me that he wasn't over her or still had some feelings towards her. But that doesn't seem right because it was me who he married. Plus, he has repeatedly told me he has no feelings for her and only talks to her because he is a quote unquote nice guy. I don't like that explanation. 
Dara doesn't like people who call themselves nice. My issue. Well, I don't like that. That's his excuse. That's right. the best he could come up with. Is, I'm just such yeah, a good person. I can't. She's crazy. Yeah. I'm just trying to be nice. My yeah. issue with this is that he carries on conversations with her and has actually initiated conversations about some important things like a change in work or the death of his dog. I know all this because I had seen her name pop up on his phone. Naturally, I went a looking. <laughs> I like that. I went a looking. Please, no judgment. I only snoop through her messages to him and nothing else. I only, I only look at the things that I really want to <laughs> and nothing else. I only looked at the thing <laughs> that was bothering me. So and yeah. investigated it. Fully. I didn't check the messages with, uh, you know, the plumber. Yeah. <laughs> What's more, when I have repeatedly asked him to cut all ties with her, he has actually gotten mad at me and accused me of not trusting him. I can't believe he would think that you don't trust him when you look through his phone. Yeah, but I'm also on her side. <laughs> I am very <laughs> as much as Yeah, she, I mean, we'll, we'll get into yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very happy with our relationship otherwise. Like I said, this is the only thing I feel it's off, obviously, since I married him. I'm really just hurt that he still talks to her, and a part of me wonders why he does. Why does he do this, and how else should I handle it? Because I don't want the relationship on whatever level it is um it is at to continue i also don't want to sound like a broken record and ask him for the 10th time to stop texting her should i even be concerned or should i let it go and overlook the this one red flag in an otherwise pretty near perfect relationship i also might add they don't talk often and she lives halfway across the country now they talk about once a month and through text facebook and maybe over the phone regardless it is making me feel as though i have something to worry about sincerely a very perplexed newlywed this is a really tough one this is a tough one. I think some things that she didn't include, which are relevant, are why it ended and how it ended. Yeah. Um, because I think that'll tell you a lot about why someone either keeps in contact or doesn't keep in contact with an ex. What would, uh, what would an ending be that would make this okay? Maybe like, you know, they, they, they dated for six years. She, he didn't want children or she didn't want children and he did, right? Okay. Yeah. So like no one's fault really. They just discovered something, whatever. Like there's a person that's been in your life for a really long time and like, and it just wasn't, you're just not compatible. It's not going to work out. You don't have to hate this person. Um, but you know, it's hard to just flip a switch and say, I'm like this person, I want nothing to do with them. They're completely out of my life. If the reason is like something else, I think, I think it just, it matters. It, uh, it's really tough because they got together also like two weeks after they ended. So it's like every relationship has that's been together that long, right. six years, has to have some ungluing of some sort. And then you become used to that ungluing in the reality you live in. Mm-hmm. So to give him some empathy, he went from six year relationship to now two years with this girl. And then he's probably still talking to the girl that he ended with six years. Right. So you and think it matters at all? You don't think it matters? That what? Why it ended? Um, or how it ended? It ended. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what ending. Even my best endings, when the person got married, I went away. Right. So even like the people that I enjoy, like we, but have you you haven't dated anyone for six years? Have no, you? That's a, I have never done that. I can only imagine like that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm right. saying. When he gets right into the next relationship, two weeks later, mm-hmm. um, now he's used to talking to her while with this girl, right? Yeah. So like, he doesn't like, have any period of like I got I now used to not being on my own and not yeah. having contact with this person. Yes, and he's had a life. You know, we all like. 
we talked about variables with the wedding earlier. Mm-hmm. We all get used to some sort of structure. So the structure he's built is now I got this new relationship where I can talk to my ex and that's okay. Right. Like, and I don't like how it ended. I don't know. I just. You know, it matters. I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking of one girl that I used to hook up with. If, okay. Like if it ended because she broke up with him and he was still really, really like in love with her. Then like yeah, I think that's weird that he's still talking to her. I think that's like yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? He, I think it's yeah, like, that's interesting. It's like it depends. I think for me, it depends on a lot on like the circumstances and like why they ended it and the way that they ended it. Like if it was very mutual and they kind of had grown apart, but they thought they were really good friends. Like sure. some people, like let's say like he's he had it with an ex and they had kids together, and they talked about the kids and they maintained a good, nice, but friendly the, relationship because of the kids. But the kids, like you have to keep in touch. Right, but like the you could also, yeah, but you could have like a pleasant, like you would. That's pleasant is different than reaching out to each other over Facebook. Right. And it's different than texting each other during your biggest moments in life. Like she says that like things change in work or death of a dog. Now she's involved in these conversations. She doesn't have, pleasant is seeing them out in the street and going, hey, and catching up. Right. It's not, you're so, halfway across the country. I gotta let you know, you know. You know, I had uh, got to change my job. <laughs> like, can you right. imagine? Can you imagine your boyfriend going to an ex and letting him know that you're le- they're leaving their job before you found out? Did she find out before? But I'm just saying. Right. I think. I mean, like before or after. That's like if it's the first person they turn to with any major life issue, that's a big deal. If yeah. It's like someone else that they keep in touch with, and they mention something that's it going just on comes in up their in life. conversation. I think also like the important thing to remember with with any of this is also the fact that like with cheating and being suspicious and I've been there and it's really hard when you're like, I don't want sure if I'm being unreasonable. I'm not sure if this is okay. Like I'm upset that he even wants to do this or wants to speak to this person and the element of trust. It's like, this is one of those things you really don't have any control over. You could try to make him stop speaking to her. It's like, if you, if you trust someone or if you don't trust someone, like, they get, there's always a chance that someone could cheat on you at well, any moment. In any moment of life, there's really always a chance. Even more than cheating is you're never going to stop him from communicating with this girl. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, if there's nothing you can to, really do about it. This yeah. is beyond your control. And if he's going to stop because you told him to stop, is that even really better? If he wanted to, he could put WhatsApp into a different box on his <laughs> phone and, and figure out a way right. to keep up the conversation. So what you're saying is correct. Like, expounding energy on this is like what are you gonna he's not trying to hide it i think if he were like trying to hide this this conversation it would almost be worse he's where he's kind of just like this is a person i occasionally speak to um like it's weird it's almost probably for him weirder for him to cut it off than to just like occasionally i don't know i don't like that he gets mad that's the one thing lies you know emotional things like mm-hmm. that here's the the biggest sentence into this what's more i, I uh, when i've repeatedly asked him to cut all ties with her he has actually gotten mad at me and accused me of not trusting him that's a that's Gaslighting a move. tendency yeah that's yeah. a move what is gaslighting? i've heard of it a lot gaslighting lately. is well, it's a little different than this but sort of it's kind of like when i make you seem crazy over a legitimate concern yeah like if you're you know what i mean like if i'm like let's say we're dating and you don't text me for three days sure. and I freak out at you and then you're just like whoa you're like a fucking crazy bitch oh yeah, yeah that's it's annoying. like me it, that's essentially you just basically blaming my like reasonable concerns on yeah. me being crazy yeah th- but yeah this to me is a little different in the sense that he's just 
trumped her her anger. Her problem, his problem is worse than her problem. Right. Her problem is, why are you talking to an ex? And he goes, you don't trust me? Like, right. it's, I, I feel right. like, yeah, you know, yeah, I agree that the, his, his, right, his response to that is, uh, maybe she's also not relaying it in the way that she wants it to come out, which is a problem I often have too. I think what she needs to say to, to this is not even ask him to do anything. Yeah. What she has to say is like, listen, when you keep in touch with your ex fiance, I feel like a little insecure. It makes me feel like yeah. kind of shitty about, about where we are. And I'm not, maybe I'm, maybe that's a, irrational, but like, that's just kind of the way I feel and I can't really help it. And it makes me like really uncomfortable when I feel like you guys are talking a lot because you did have this long really intimate relationship with her sure and i'm not really sure what to do about it but i do feel it makes me it just makes me feel bad and then like there's really nothing that he can say to i mean like that's your the way you feel yeah here's what's going on i fi- i just figured this out as mm-hmm. you, you you hit something in my brain okay because i was thinking of like what i would say in that position like if, if you, you were her if you if i were him Okay. How would I lie? Yeah. What would you say to me? If I, <laughs> what would you say to me if I said that to you? If we were dating and I said that to you, you were like, I. He's like, hey, like, I feel really uncomfortable. It just makes me like, like, kind of insecure and feel like kind of weird when when I see that you're talking to well, this person that you had this relationship with. What I immediately thought of is what would this guy say? And he's already said it. It's in the email. Um, you don't trust me. No. But that doesn't seem right because it was it was me who he married. Plus, he has repeatedly told me he has no feelings for her and only talks to her because he is a quote unquote nice guy. The answer is usually in these emails. Okay. So if you said that to him, if his that his response to that has always been, I'm just being a nice guy. He feels he fucked this girl over mm-hmm. because he ended an engagement. Okay, so you're saying it was him. So he ended the engagement right. because the nice guy thing. I'm like, how? Why? Why does he need to be well, nice? Well, that's why to this I'm person? saying it depends on the way that it ended. Like, if if he broke up with her, it like, sounds like he ended yeah. the engagement. I mean, I think she kind of said that. Um, he had just gotten out of a serious relationship. He and his ex have been engaged for three years uh, before he broke oh, it he off. He broke with it off. Her. Okay. So he feels. Here's the thing. Guys do this where we're like. The, the nice guy thing that we talk a lot about on this podcast mm-hmm. where guys just want to be nice and don't want to be seen as the bad guy. He is he broke up an engagement with her and her whole family. Right. He to, and we talked about weddings earlier in this podcast yeah. about I'm surprised how, this girl wants to talk to him. Well, yeah, but I'm sure he thinks that he's doing her some sort of favor. She's probably still single. She's probably right. still out there and he feels as though he's the reason that she's still single and has, has lost years on her life. Right. So he's like, I'm be- and she lives across the country. So there's really no way for them to hook up. Right. That's why I'm saying for her, like she, I, I think her only option here is to really just kind of trust him. Like she is in one sense, like she's right. She married, Yeah. he married her and he broke it off. Like if he wanted to be with her. He would be with her. He chose not to be but already. The thing is with a lot of guys and you know, when we talk about commitment and stuff like mm-hmm. this, we don't want to get in the position where we've wasted years of your life. Yeah, no, because I get we that. Because we know the clock exists for yeah, you in a way. Yeah, we appreciate that. that. Well, th- this guy knows he fucked this girl. Right. He took up six years of her life. I feel like he's taking up more of her life by continuing to talk to her. I, have, I agree with right. you. So I think we have to play to that. 
Mm-hmm. Like if this girl, she has to say what you're saying. Like, listen, it makes me feel weird every time you keep up with her. It's like I'm not doing enough emotionally for you. If you can't keep up with me, I should be the only one in your life where you tell these like intricate things, like these inside feelings right. that you're having. But I, you have to understand where he's coming from and say, I do understand that you feel you fucked this girl over. Right. And you're not being nice to her by keeping on the conversation because you're holding her back from meeting other people because any time spent texting you is time spent not right. on a dating app, not so meeting other people. Yeah. So she, he has to, he, she has to address his insecurities of feeling he ruined someone's life, which is an ego thing. Right. He didn't ruin anyone's life. She's going to be fine. Yeah. She'll be more fine if she stops talking to him. Yeah. I agree with that. But I, I think... If I were him, I would feel that way. I would be like, I'm just keeping this up because like, I, got, I got her to think, I got her right. to think I'm it's a nice guy. I don't want her to kill herself. I don't want her to kill herself because of me. I don't <laughs> right. want her not going out. You know, like there's... Right. And there's, I think it's... And that's saying, an ego thing. Yeah. Too. That's the way... I think the way to address this is just by both kind of like... St- like his, like what he should say instead of you don't trust me is like, I like you said the truth, which is yeah. like, I feel bad about this. I like, you know, I still feel a little guilty sometimes that I did did this. So that's kind of why I talked to her. It's nothing to do with like me. And, you know, I mean, like, I think it could be, it could, they could come to a compromise where like, it's either like he cuts it off entirely or he just speaks to her much less frequently or he agrees to not really like speak, speak to her about more superficial level things and keep those two, those things between them intimately. Absolutely. I mean, but even that that's you can't come at someone with emotion and not expect emotion back right that's why he's coming back and going if you say like i you know why are you talking to this person i'm and you come with anger you need to come to this guy with hey to me yeah the way i see it i feel uncomfortable yeah seeing those texts that's how i feel okay I understand. To me, the reason you're doing this is because you feel bad for this person. You keep saying you're trying to be a nice guy. You owe them nothing. You're being a bad guy to them by keeping up with them. Right. And I think if you address the rebuttals before they come, you make it a compliment sandwich. Like I love the fact that you like that you really care and that you feel bad about this. And it really like it would it would almost alarm me if you didn't care. Like I totally get that. Um, but now you're hurting two relationships. Right. You're hurting this one because it's not that I don't trust you, but it makes me feel bad. Mm-hmm. And you're also hurting that relationship because in the long scheme of life, she's going to go, you wasted three more years on top of the six. Right. By, by like stringing me along with these conversations. Yeah. Or just like taking up my mental energy. And I, beyond that, if he gets mad at that conversation, I always think the more someone's angry, the more they're lying. Right. Like I don't think you can be angry at that conversation. I, that's, I, that's really just right. That's just like you have two people saying this right. is a rational conversation. Right? Yeah, the, it, I agree. And sometimes it can feel like, especially in the moment, you kind of just want to like bite back with anger sure. or like sounding like really irritated or really annoyed. And I do that all the time, and people don't respond well to that. No, they, well, they like, come back right, with emotion. Right, and when people feel like they're being attacked, they, one makes them very defensive. Um, which is probably why he's like, "Why don't you trust me? Like, I'm this is like annoying." Yeah. Um. But if you come at people just like kind of like from a vulnerable state, yeah, they're much more likely to respond positively and to really understand what you're saying. Especially you terms. Right. I feel this way. Exactly. You can't really argue with that. Yeah. Like, what is he going to no say? No one can like, tell you how to feel. Yeah.
there's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles set. Plus I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Let's do another email. Let's do another one. I'll read it since uh, <laughs> UUP at Betches dot com. UUP at Betches dot com. Go for it. Thank you for of course carrying me. I will. You know, <laughs> we'll get we'll get you through this okay. voice thing. Hi, Jared and Jordana. Love your podcast. There still hasn't been one single episode that hasn't made me burst out laughing. Thanks. Thank you for that. Preach. I have never been able to understand men's texting behavior, so I was hoping you could help me figure this one situation out. I met a guy on Tinder in June. We both spent most of the summer traveling, so we only met five times during the whole summer. Now we're finally both back home, and we started seeing each other a bit more often. Since the very beginning, he was really bad at texting. Mm -hmm. He would take days to reply. Mm -hmm. It didn't really matter at first because I didn't particularly (laughs) care about him. (laughs) Now it's starting to bother me because I am getting attached. Yeah, because you were busy at the fucking (laughs) beach, bitch. And we were finally having sex. He is opening... He's opening to me about his fam- opening up to me about his family problems, his insecurities. When we have sex, it feels as though we are making love. That was like a poem. Oh my god! He takes this. Th- <laughs> just went inside of me. It's so it sweet. Like we are making love. That sounds like how you describe sex with someone to your mom. Like, made love. like we don't just have sex. We're making love. Aww. He takes the time to listen to my favorite podcasts, and he remembers every detail of our first dates. Don't show him this one. All of this made me raise my expectations and now his texting habits have become a problem for me. Can men just truly be bad at texting? Is he just busy texting other girls that he can't keep up with all the conversations? How long can you date someone you meet on Tinder without it meaning anything? And how many people do single guys date at the same time? So many questions. I am the kind of woman who drops things way too soon. I was raised by a Latin American 
mom who told me if a man aye, aye, aye. if a man loves you it is obvious if he doesn't make it, it obvious enough that's really too bad for him but i re- feel that my inner latina might be demanding too much i am trying to be more approachable and tolerant but i also don't want to be easy and i'm struggling to find that balance now i think it's too soon to complain about his texting behavior or have a big serious talk about it and i'm trying not to do what i always do and quit it before it goes anywhere but i'm all, but i also don't want him to him to think he can just text me whenever when and if he is free to fuck i want to be the woman he respects any tricks and tips any ideas on how i can find this balance this is an interesting question that i like because it it boils down to what do we care about right you know and she's she says some things in this email that are a lot of the emotional things that a lot of people are wondering yeah and I think I've I've ha- I can definitely relate to this email. I feel like I felt not to the Latina thing because I'm yeah. not, but <laughs> to the other parts of it where it's like, hey, like we I don't want the most opposite of a Latina. I don't want to be like annoying and demanding. I don't want to be like that girl who's like bitching about stuff that you're doing all the time. But I also don't want to be like walked all over. Sure. And I think that's a constant struggle for a lot of people in dating. It's like, how do I like be a chill girl, but also make sure that I'm getting what I need out of this relationship? Yeah, I and. I don't believe in bad texters, mm-hmm. but let's live in the world. I, I dated this guy, not this guy, but like a guy, yeah. a, guy, a guy a lot like this. I had, I dated this guy where he was very bad at texting from the very beginning or bad. I don't know if it's bad at texting or bad at texting me. Sure. Um, but it was like that. He was always like that. So I was kind of like, that's just his thing. Like okay. even from like our first date, like it he, didn't, it didn't, the, this is a big deal. Did the texting right. in the beginning were, were like, it doesn't match the text right now. Yeah. yeah. Even the, be- I mean like it didn't work out, but in the beginning he was always, he was always terrible at it. And I was mm. just kind of like, he's in his own world. He's an only child. Like he's kind of selfish, whatever. Sure. Like he's just doing, and I never said anything, I think, because I was kind of like, I didn't want to seem like I cared that much about his texting that much in the beginning. And then by the time it was like a few months in, I was like, I haven't said anything. Now I'm going to say anything. This seems weird. Mm. But, um, I think I handled that wrong. And here's, and from my, speaking from my own personal experience, so you, I think you left it. What? Uh, what do you, you mean? What do you mean you handled it wrong? I don't think, I think that I should have handled the terrible texting differently than I did because I didn't say anything until like month two or three. And what did he say? Um, he was just kind of like, I'm not really like on my phone that much. And, um, I just, from what I remember, like, I just I prefer to meet in person or like I'm not like like at first I kind of liked it because I was like oh he's not doing all the small talk texting shit sure Um, but what I should have done is right in the beginning maybe not like the immediate immediate beginning but after like date two been like hey like you take like a while to respond to my text like what's up what's up what's the deal right Yeah. yeah like I I I get that you don't i get that you're not like on your phone a lot or you're living more in the moment or whatever the bullshit thing you told me but i for me what i like is to be texted back like within like an hour at least yeah and i think you could just because then you're making it you're playing by your rules or you're making the rules together instead of you just kind of dealing with whatever's (coughs) given to you and i think a lot of girls do that they kind of just like they react. They're more reactive than proactive. So instead of like proactively being like, here's how what I, here's what, as everything in the beginning is a negotiation. Sure. So what you're saying is here's what I expect in a relationship. Like I really, I prefer to be texted within an hour of me texting someone. And like, mm-hmm. that's something that means a lot to me in a relationship is like communication that, that doesn't take like se- like several hours or several days. 
And then that person can either be like, I'm okay. Like that sounds like sure. reasonable. I'm going to do that. Or they can be like, I'm not, that's not really like, I'm, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do that. In which case you'll know sooner rather than later that yeah. it's not going to work. Well, that's out. putting the standards in your own, right? That's judging someone on your own standards and on theirs. Right. And what I learned from that is that's what I should have done. I didn't do that. So I totally understand the sure. position that she's in, but I think one thing I've learned from that experience is that it's best to say anything that's bothering you as soon as it happens. I, I agree with that. I even take it further text when you have something to say. Right. And if you have to say, Hey, where are you? That's okay to text. Where are you? I'm texting you. I I think like if you feel something, say it. Right. But I also, I think she has to, you have to be honest with yourself with these texting things. Okay. She writes, I also don't want him to think he can just text me when, when and if he is free to fuck. Okay. So there's two different types of bad texters. Okay. (laughs) There's the bad texter. That's the bad texter, but still gets together with you is, is, is prompt for the date Mm -hmm. is there on the weekend is there to hang is responding to the physical hangouts. Right. And then there's the bad texter that is like, Hey, I'm out now. Missed your text, but come over. Right. So what do you want, bitch? Yeah, you got to read the other signs. You got to well. figure out what you want. Do yeah. you? Because we have a lot of people that email us and they say, he texts all the time and never makes a date. Or do you want the guy who texts kind of, but always you're always getting together? Is the relationship growing? Right. And it's more about, again, like what you want. So yeah. if you want like someone who's texting you like frequently... Like you don't have to but, react. You don't have to just kind of like rationalize every guy's bad habit. You have to decide if that's something you like want to work with. But that's the thing. Right. But then I wonder what's more important to you. She says when we fuck, it feels like love. Okay. Well, <laughs> is that because you're growing and getting to know each other more and more? And also he's a bad texter right. or is he a bad texter that gets you to fuck? Yeah. Like I, I think she has to be more realistic. If you're texting with a guy three times a week, but you meet up three times a week and have a date, have sleepover, and are mm-hmm. getting to know each other, isn't that what you want? Right. Isn't that the goal? Yeah. So I'm saying you have to look at. I agree. You have to look at the other. Or, do, or does a good morning text matter more to you? And getting good morning texts every morning and seeing them once a month. For some people, it does. Some people do prefer. And I'm those people, I like, go, you're fucking out of your mind. Maybe their their love language is uh, <laughs> is. Uh, words of affirmation but, but I'm saying to this girl where she's like he's I don't know from her email she says she had that one line makes me think that she's like he's a bad texter but she's only meeting up with him late night because he right. only texts when he wants something but they're but, making love late night yeah, no one yeah, makes love I, this is what I'm wondering right. it's, it's a confusing email because at first I was like it sounds like they're hanging out it sounds like they're getting to know each other I think she's living in the Here's the other thing. Also, yeah, well, here's yeah, the other thing that I was thinking also is that like something can mean a lot more to you than it means to someone else and you could have no idea. And that's something I've also learned from dating people who I thought I had like a serious, intense connection with. Sure. Like as like delusional as it sounds, you can be a normal person and have that kind of be one sided and like the other person really just doesn't see it the same way. That oh, totally. Do. Yeah. And that's kind of like that's almost like the most heartbreaking part about dating is you could be like, I have like such an intense connection with this person. And I feel like 
we're clearly like so we get along so well and we're so made to each for each other but you're the only person living in your head yeah so like what means that to you could definitely not mean that to someone else and especially for this dude where you guys saw each other five times over the summer this feels like a cuffing situation (laughs) this feels like it'll end february march (laughs) didn't get to you know the summertime right couldn't find time for each other now they got nothing but time so they gotta fuck somebody so they get together more often now he's getting together more often but the texting is still the same because maybe he's texting other people and trying to put those you know feelers out feelers out or people, i feel like the, the amount of people that people are texting does not stop their frequency at which they absolutely text. it's not, not like it's like no. i can only concentrate on this no. one person to text for uh, for this week i'm texting like, 30 people during this right. podcast yeah just because you've texted <laughs> yeah. someone also just because you text someone frequently doesn't mean you're not texting someone else frequently as well absolutely right. i i think but for her i think a lot of her stress comes from how it started right they had the five times a summer bad text her it didn't matter because she had nothing but she had things going on right then she gets to the fall she's got you know a little lonelier she's a little like, more attached a little more attached he's not responding they're fucking still i think that also is making her like him more sure yeah that adds a little mystery i'm not sure we're having sex i'm not sure when he's gonna text me when's it gonna happen been but there yeah. like but yeah. i think you have to like you gotta math this out if it's the same habits as the summer if the five times over the summer match the type of fucking you're doing during the fall you're not in a relationship it's not going that way jared will tell you you're not in a relationship no right you have to you need progression yeah. You need and you can define you can define it and let him decide if he wants any sure. part of that. That's like I would go to him and be like, "Hey, um, I'm I would be done with late night." Yeah, I'd say like we should go out like to dinner. Let's do dinner right. next week. Yeah, you let's, let's get dinner. Let's make it, and it, the way and the proof will be in the way he responds to that. If he likes you and he does feel like this is going somewhere, yeah. or not just hook up. Here's related. the only response. It's it, the response that works is, I can't do Tuesday, but how about Wednesday? Right. If it's busy tuesday then the right yeah the writing on the wall yeah that's what i'm saying like but you can i think that's the thing that a lot of people don't even realize like you can make the rules and let him decide yeah. if he wants to be in them instead of be instead of you reacting to whatever standard or rule he's making you gotta start serving yeah start serving some some tennis balls because i i just think a lot of the times with the, we like look at the texting too much and it's like okay you can be a bad texter and a good husband you know like right. not. but you gotta be a good husband you but can't you gotta, be a terrible texter and a shitty husband yeah, like the, a shitty, well uh, this is the thing people blame the texting instead of saying well this is a bad husband right and you have to think what do I well how important is this texting to me is this something do I want to be with a bad texter that's your very much your right to say like sure. not necessarily like rationalize this texting but instead say I want someone who like answers me in a, in a in a timely manner I want someone who I don't feel like I have to worry that I'm not going to hear from them for a few days like that's a very much in your right and like some people don't care but a lot of people do and it's not bad for you to care your needs are your needs let me just tell you right now though I've seen every text I've gotten within an hour exactly <laughs> and, then, and i'm the middle of the curve yeah okay? or if you didn't it would be one time that you had an extenuating it is, circumstance it is way outside of the average that i see it two hours right. three hours consistently later. it's like immediately immediately right so let's look at the averages this guy's not that far away from the averages he either looks at your text and goes oh i know people that look at text and go oh cool and then don't don't, don't right. text back oh cool yeah, but you're, it's your right to be want to be with a guy who doesn't who sure. doesn't think oh cool that thinks like let me answer that. Yeah, I'm but I know a lot of girls are listening right now going, if he's going on dates every week, I don't give a fuck. 
I think it's both. I think sometimes I think you you don't give a fuck now, but like you have to if you're planning on being with this person for a while, it's eventually going to bother you. But I, if he's getting back to the important questions, like if he doesn't get back to how was your day, but he does get back to what are we doing this weekend? Right. Those are two different. Those are two different. Yeah, I mean, everyone has different levels of contact that they are like into and that they are comfortable with, and whatever your preference is, that's fine. That's your preference. Find someone whose preference is also in line with yours. Sure. You know. Yeah, I agree with that. Anyway, we'll be right back with Johnny Bananas. Johnny Bananas. Tell us about dating on the challenge and dating when you're on reality TV, and we're going to talk about um, all sorts of fun shit. Enjoy. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. I'm Jordana and I'm here with Johnny Bananas from who's the king of the challenge, as you all know. Um, and we're really excited to have you on. I'm personally a really big fan. So this is apparently your boyfriend is too. Yes. I was just telling you my boyfriend's kind of obsessed with the challenge and you in particular. And he was just playing another podcast that you were on for me. Shout out to your boyfriend. Yeah. I always love when guys are obsessed. It means more when a guy's obsessed <laughs> with me as a fan. It means more than when a girl is. Why is that? I don't know. I think it just takes more for a guy to be obsessed with another guy than, you know, just kind of goes against human nature. Do you have more male fans or female fans? More. I mean, if you look at my Instagram, my analytics, I have more female fans. I think, I think it's like 70% female. 22%. Is that true of the challenge overall? I don't know. Okay. I think it's pretty equal. I think it's pretty equal. Um, I just think, you know what it is? I think girls are more just outspoken with their support than guys are. Guys, when they come right. through, they're like, yo, man, Shadily. no homo, but I love watching you. I'm like, dude, it's all good. Like, I've, you know, I got crushes on guys. I've had a, you know, I got some bromances out there. It's all good. Yeah. Respect. I'd, I like listen, it. I'd have a bromance with myself if I wasn't me too. So listen, it's okay, boys. <laughs> you heard it here first. If, you, if you're a guy who's obsessed with... Johnny Bananas, please, it's time to come out and, no and reveal shame, your true self. No shame in your game. Just start uh, sliding into his DMs, comment on all of his pictures. He's going to really like it. Love it. Um, so tell, tell me a little bit about, one, the, the challenge season. I know you've got a new show that's just out. Tell me about the show. I want to hear about all of it. A lot going on. Right. There's a lot going on right now. Uh, obviously, I mean, I'm, you know, this is, I just finished my 17th season of the challenge. Wow. Uh, so how old were you when you started this? 22. Okay. 36 now. Nice. So, I mean, you do the math. That's a lot of years. It's a lot of years. 14, 12. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the challenge is crazier than it's ever been. Uh, I mean, it, they just keep on finding new ways to reinvent the show and make things crazier than they have and twist our brains in new directions. Um, but for the first time ever, I've actually got a... A, a side hustle now um and that's this new show <laughs> this was your your permanent job from 22 to 36 pretty much okay. twice a year usually uh 10 you know eight to 10 weeks out of the year i'd be away on challenges and then i had to find you know a way to fill in all the time in between which okay. usually involved playing xbox working out traveling uh sounds like a nice little life it, it, it it is. It's not bad. I mean, right. I have a lot of leisure time. I had a lot of leisure time in my life. That is until First Look came around. And they're like, oh, you got some free days for us to use? Well, now you don't anymore. So since May, since I got back from the challenge, 
I've been home for about 11 days in the okay. last like three and a half months wow. because I've been for all around the world with first look. Um, Where do you live? I live in California, Southern okay. California. So thanks for flying all the way into New York just for this podcast. I did. And I actually am leaving right after. Oh, wow. Flo- flew in for it. And I'm flying out right after. So you are welcome. Totally appreciate it. I will do it for you guys. So do you feel like since like I because I've watched all of the recent seasons and I feel like on this one or on the most the more recent ones, they're really they brought in all the people from those other shows mm-hmm. to kind of because they needed more people hooking up. That's part of it. Um, I think it's also part partially because uh, the bull, the real world bullpen isn't there anymore to choose cast members from. Right. And because the real world's not around anymore, and because a lot of the cast members have moved on, they just need a new. You know, they need somewhere new to 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 draft new people from. I'd say talent, but there is no talent. Okay. These days, so you don't like them. Do you feel it's like it just, should only be the real world people? I don't. Okay. I don't feel because that's that that's just an impossible task. I right. just feel like the casting process needs to be a little more rigorous. <laughs> These days it's like here here here's the criteria. Have you been on reality television before? It doesn't matter what show. Right. Have you been on reality TV and do you like to drink and have sex? Cool, you're cast. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Are you smart? Are you charismatic? Are you funny? Do you bring anything to the show? These all aren't qualifications anymore to bring people on. They're literally bringing on people that are absolutely just, you know, dumber than boxes of dog shit. And it's just like, it's, it's just disheartening to watch that this is like. What if it's, what if they're also hot girls? <laughs> I mean, that's, does that make it a little better. Th- yeah. Ish. I mean, it makes it, it, it does, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's not what the, the challenge. There was always an element of that. Right. But for me, I mean, that's every other reality television show. You know, you've got the Are You The Ones and the X on the Beach and the whatever, all these other like dating shows. Like the challenge, it was like, yeah, there was always attractive girls on it. But a lot of these attractive girls were also personalities. They were also athletic. They also knew how to like play the game. And now it's just, it's gone from, the challenge has gone from being a competitive competition show right. to wall to wall, just dumb drama. Is MTV getting mad at you for saying that? Uh, you know what? I hope they do because I, yeah. I actually hope they... This isn't just me saying this. I right. mean, yeah, this, no, is, heard this is everyone on social Cara media. say that, I think, before as no, well. This, it's not just us, though. I mean, this is... But this is coming from a person, and I think, if anything, it should mean something, coming from a guy that's been on this show and has seen the show come through so many different changes. And, right. and it's just... I think what made the challenge amazing was the competition aspect of it. And the fact that it was able to marry competition with house reality and strike a balance there. Now it seems like they're so focused on the drama and so focused on the house reality that the competition aspect and the challenge is 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 just a sideshow. And right. that's what people want to see. You know what I mean? They don't want to see this just ugly, catty, dumb drama. All these people arguing about shit that it's like nobody cares about. It's like let's see who's winning. Let's see who's like playing the game. Right. I do feel like I think when I thought when I think of Dirty Thirty, I feel like that it was like very much about the challenges. There yeah. was very little drama. It was mostly, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, just from maybe what I've noticed, what I noticed on TV. But then I feel like they were like not enough people are hooking up. There's not enough actual crazy drama. Like we need to bring in these random people from mm-hmm. like all these random shows and make it more of a dramatic thing and honestly i mean like i'll admit that's my my nature is i'm kind of into that not not to completely disagree but i'm like 
I like the sports stuff too. I usually, I never get it. Whenever they're explaining what the challenges are, I'm like, I, and I watch, as I told you, my boyfriend is obsessed with you. I watch with him and I'm constantly being like, I don't understand what they're supposed to do. Like, what is the, what is the point of the game? It's like Leroy. I have to, I, I literally, exactly. TJ will like describe Leroy, the game yes. and I have to then read it. How do you guys understand what to do? I'm like, I'm sure like they show more than what they're showing on TV when they're yeah. explaining it. Um, I mean, I guess I've done so many of these things. It's like at this point, it's like you, there's only so many different ways you could skin a cat. So it's like we're dangling you from an apparatus today and you have to get from one side to the other. But instead of rings, you're going to be on ropes or instead of ropes, you're going to hang from your you know toes. So it's like, you know, th- there's always kind of the same elements involved in challenges. They just mix them up in different ways. And going back to the point you just made, I get that. And I'm not saying that. It needs to be all or nothing. It doesn't. Right. I'm just saying you need to find a balance. You need to strike a balance there where, because there are people obviously that like that tune in for the drama, but then there's also people that tune in for, so it can't be, you know, all of one or, or, or none of the other. They need to figure out a way to like, to, to, you know, I guess appease everyone. Do you feel is, like there are people that try to hook up with you to get further in the game? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, are you they, warding they've, off the- they've, they've coined the phrase politicking. That's exactly right. what it is. I mean, it's like just in anywhere else in life. It's like, Hey, you get a job at a new company. What's the fastest way to move your way to the top? Um, do you have like that? Are you, are you on guard about that? Do you like, or do you not really care? Even? I mean, it, the way that I see it is it's like, it, I mean, okay, this is the first, the last two seasons of the first two challenges I've come in in a long time where I haven't been in a relationship outside of the show. So the hooking up aspect was just never even an option for me. Um, the past two seasons, I mean, you know, it's been there. It's happened. Uh, it definitely makes the game more difficult. Right. It adds a whole new dimension of, you know, difficulties to an already challenging game. But is it more fun, though, for you? I'm sure it's like it helps pass the time. Right. The thing is, like, when you're there, it's 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 such a miserable experience. You know what I mean? From the mental aspect. And it, and it really is. I mean, we are, you guys com- make it look fun. Yeah. No, we don't. The editing <laughs> makes it look fun. Right. Uh, we're there for 10 weeks. We spend 90 95% of that time locked in the house. No food. I mean, no books, no magazine, <laughs> no, no books, right. no magazines, no TV, no outlet, no to cell the, phones. No, absolutely not. Okay. We get one 10 minute phone call home a week. So we are completely cut off from all outside out from reality essentially and they do that as a way to obviously make us focus on the game and just the game so you do after a while kind of starve for like a human connection and for like you know that like bond and that you know that physical um like connection and having that there it does make it makes it easier in the short term but then again you know it's it's a double-edged sword Right, because then you have to deal with the consequences. All the time. Okay. All the time. And generally, a lot of the people cast in the show, male and female, aren't the most emotionally stable people on the planet. That's why they're good TV. So now you are in a relationship <laughs> that you literally cannot get out of. And you see this person every day. And then right. it affects your game. And every fight you guys have is on TV. And every disagreement you have is on TV. So it's just, it's a lot. Well, that's what makes it good to watch. You're, there's nothing more boring than watching like an emotionally stable couple, like a happy couple on TV. Totally. Yeah, that would be terrible. Who wants to see that? Who's your favorite challenge couple? Couple of all time. Um. Uh, okay. Let's see. I mean, obviously, uh, CT and DM. Um, only because classic, yeah. it's classic. I mean, that's you know, DM was just such an amazing human being, and she managed to bring out a side of CT that no one else ever has been or will ever be able to do. I don't think. And yeah. um, you at his wedding? I wasn't able to go because I was filming for First Look. Wow. Um, I was in Montreal, but um. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. She was able to like, it was almost like a Beauty and the Beast scenario where it's like she was able to like tame this like wild animal and actually show like a side of him that no one has ever seen or probably will ever see again. Um, and that was all just a you know product of like what an incredible human being she was. And, um, you know, just what an amazing, you know, spirit she was. So that's obviously number one. So you're I, saying that you can change a man. You can. Absolutely. <laughs> I've seen it happen. It's happened to me before. Has it? Yeah. 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 Uh, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> My current favorite couple, uh, Jordan and Tori. Um, it took a while. Oh, yeah. It took a while for them to admit that they were actually together. It's like, guys, you're posting every day There's pictures a- together in love in, you know, Oh no, but we're not together. It's like, come, guys. Where's Jordan? Jordan's in. A, Jordan is in downtown LA. He's got a. Is it, why isn't he on the show? He's got a. Real he's job? Got, well, he's he started his own. Uh, he started his own merchandise line. So he okay. sells. Uh, he sells these really dope um, high end jackets. So he started his own merchandise line. I always support, and I love to see cast members that are able to pull away and you know just do things, and and have a life outside of the challenge. And he's right. and he's managed to do that. And um, you know. I, uh, all the credit in the world to him. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So what's it like for, for you to be, you were, you were in a relationship. Is it tough? Do you find like dating in that sort of celebrity world of do you have people just sliding into your DMS all the time? Like, what's it like to have this relative fame and not, I, um, I try and avoid, uh, the whole DM trap. Um, only because it's it's like a it, it's like the rabbit hole on Alice in Wonderland. You know what I mean? It's like once you go down that hole, it's right. like you have no idea where you're gonna end up. You probably find crazier people than on the challenge. Dude, even I mean, right. yeah. So you know, I try I, I try and avoid that. I'm not gonna say every once in a while I don't get curious. I'm like, oh, let's see what's in there. And you know, it's all it's like it, it really is like a box of chocolates. Like you never know what you're gonna get. You know, um, but I, so how do you? Well, how do you meet people? Out. I mean, it's it's you know out and about. Um, uh, you want any of the apps friends. or anything? No, I, no. I, I I tried that for a little bit after when I was single, but that's again, it's just so much work. Right. You know what I mean? And then it's me, so it's like then people are questioning like, is this really you? Is this a fake account? And then right, you, and then you feel weird about yeah, it. Cause like, it, who are they going to tell that they saw you? They're like judging. They're like hyper judging all your shit that you put out there. Probably. So the single yeah. life has its own. I thought when I was you know in, in a relationship. I mean, obviously being in a relationship is very difficult, and it's got its own host of issues. But you know, like the phrase goes, the grass is always greener. It's like right. sometimes you know now being in the single life and having you know all these options out there, and 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 you know having you know the world the dating world at your fingertips sometimes it's just a lot to try and you know there's just a lot of temptation there that's sometimes hard to to resist and that's just something you don't necessarily have to deal with when you're in a relationship you know and you don't have to worry about like you have like that one person that you could connect with that knows you that's like always there um and and dating is just it's difficult you know because there's that, that that comfortability factor just isn't there you know right you don't know if you can trust anyone there's like a lot of like, what are your true intentions judgment. yeah do you like me for me or do you like me for who i am on tv you know what i mean right you, yeah. and even if you're not like famous i feel like that's still an issue for yeah. people it's like do you like this image that i'm projecting to you or do you like like who i actually am yeah. or you know yeah. do you just want someone who like looks like me who has a good job exactly yeah so i mean it's but like i said i mean there's there's pros and cons to both right now it's like i spent I essentially spent almost all of my 20s and early 30s in a relationship, two different ones. I was, there was a year break in between, but I kind of, I feel like over time I kind of lost sight of who I was 
on my own because you really do kind of like mold to the person that you're with right and your personality and who you are and what you're into and the way you act really does have a lot to do with the person that you're with and what they're how much they're they're willing to allow you to you know be so being on my own now it really has helped me kind of like reconnect with me and find yourself i'm all about find myself and it's allowed me for example now when i'm not on the challenge doing first look first look occupies so much of my time there's no way i would have been able to do first look if i was still in a relationship right so being single has now opened up my career path you know to it's opened up a whole different world as far as my career path is concerned and it's like i never have anyone to answer to so i can basically do whatever i want whenever i want and you know not not have to was it hard to be on a re- in a relationship and on the challenge? Aren't you gone for like 10 weeks? For her, it was, it was more difficult for her right. than it was for me. Only because... <laughs> she missed me more? It's not that she her. missed me more. It was like, you know, she... I know what's going on there and what's not. Right. I know it's like, especially like back in the day, it's like before they started bringing these new people on, it's like, I've known these girls for so long. There's nothing like there. sisters. There's no attraction right, yeah. there. I look at them like... I mean, I've seen them at their best and at their worst, but in her mind, it's like... They're running around naked. They're getting drunk. They're, you know, and it's, and it's like, it, it couldn't have been further from the truth. Right. But it also must be nice for her because she's like, if you fuck up, like, it's I on TV. see it all. No shit. I mean, that good and bad. But like, if you don't, like, she's going to, it's not like you could be like yeah. shadily doing something. Yeah. yeah. She would know. They catch she, everything. Right. They catch everything. So, but like I said, I mean, um, you know, for, for now, I'm just for the first time in a long time, just focusing on me and what I need to do and um, just putting everything I can into, uh, you know, the challenge and into first look. So you're not looking for a relationship. It's not that I, I mean, I can't. I mean, at this point, I just don't have I would I would be doing anyone that I was in a relationship a disservice mm-hmm. right now. And I know that only because I there's just not enough hours in the day. And I felt like I feel like anyone that. I was in a relationship, you know, wouldn't be getting a fair amount of, you know, attention and affection and whatever, you know, everything that comes along with a relationship because it's like right. I'm never home. Do you feel like guys have that mentality more so than a lot of uh, women do? As like, far as what? In terms of like, it's not a good time for me to date. I need to focus on my career. I'm focusing on that. I feel mm-hmm. like I rarely hear, I feel like a lot of girls will say to that, well, if you really, if you really like me or if you really like someone you would figure it out. I think, okay, I don't think it's necessarily a male-female thing. I think it's more of a, of a mentality. Mm-hmm. And I think generally, um, and I want to put this delicately because I don't want to offend anybody, I think generally females are much more in touch with their emotional side than guys are. And guys tend to make decisions based strictly on like logic and rationality and they don't usually incorporate their emotions into their decisions. So I think... But then there are guys who are exceptions to the rule where, you know, it's almost like the the, the, the Disney princess fairy world where it's like, as long as we have love, everything's going to work out. Right. That's our, that's the, that's my mentality. You know, yeah. and, 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 but, but a lot of times in the real world, it's, that's not necessarily the case. And I think just, just by nature, a lot of times girls require more, um, of the emotional attention more so than guys do. You know, girls love to be told, you know, on, on, on a regular basis, you know, I'm pretty to be reminded, you know, I'm pretty and, you mm-hmm. know, I, I do love you and I do care about you and, you know, you're the only one and send flowers. Whereas with guys, it's like we don't necessarily require that as much. What do you require? We're simple, man. Just like, sex, guys, that's it? No, no, <laughs> no, definitely not. I mean, that's obviously part of it. But, I mean, there's, there's more to it. There's right. obviously more to it than that. It's, 
we require the same things. We just don't necessarily, I guess, need to be re reminded as often. We kind of take our cues from like a, a, a different area. I just know okay. it's like you just once you know it logically, you don't need to be reminded. Exactly, of it, what you're saying exactly. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, with the, I just feel like where I'm at right now um, in the whole relationship spectrum. Um, yeah, it would just be difficult. It would be very difficult, and like I said, it it would it would be unfair to the person that that I was. So you're not dating. with Angela. No, Angela's actually got a new boo. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Are you upset about it? Not at all. Do you get jealous? I, I think, uh, no. I mean, with me and Angela, it was never, me and her were never like a thing. We, it, was, it was on, you know, final reckoning. Again, we were both kind of pushed into a corner. Mm -hmm. um, she was kind of completely ignored by all the girls and pushed out by all them. I obviously was on the outs as well with the rest of the house. So... You know, by nature, just being in the same position, we kind of um, connected. Uh, she was eliminated pretty quickly thereafter. I take a lot of responsibility for that. Um, but after the show was over, it's like it's very difficult to be involved with challenge cast members because there's just so much drama. There's just so much nonsense that goes around with, along with it. It's like I like to leave the challenge on the ch it's almost like bringing your right. work home. You want to like com compartmentalize your life a little bit. I don't bit. like yeah. having my, my, my challenge life and my real life, you know, I feel that intermingled. Yeah. And the problem is with cast members, it's impossible. Do you feel like, because I find it's funny because I noticed this on The Bachelor. Like, if you look at anyone who's on The Bachelor, their Instagrams, they're only putting pictures up of people with The Bachelor. And I'm always like, did you have any friends before the show? Or are you still friends with anyone from the show? Like, do you feel like there's a lot of that? Part of it's probably like they get a lot more engagement. And they do like they get a lot more likes if they're with people that other people recognize. Um, do you feel that way, or you don't even sort of? But I have a very I, no, I do. But I, there's just very few people. I'm not the type of person that has a big uh, a, a challenge, um, f like friendship. I, I don't. There's not a lot of people from the challenge that I am actually friends with off the show. Right. And I keep my circle very tight, and because there's very few people that I trust and that I actually want to spend time with outside of the show that are on the challenge. So, um, you know, and like I said, when I'm on the challenge, when it's airing, when I have to be involved in it, I'm 100%. You know, I'm fully immersed in it. But when it's not, when I'm not filming, when I'm not actively promoting the show, I'm not. I'm not trying Thinking to. About it that much. I'm not trying to. You know. I'm not trying to keep it keep it going year round. I think know? that's probably a healthy mentality. It gives you very a sense healthy. of perspective. You have to balance. be able to disconnect from it because when you're there, it does it, it takes away so much of you mentally and it requires and it's so draining that if you're involved in that drama year round, like a lot of cast members are, mm -hmm. it's like you never get out of that. You're just permanently trapped in that world. And it's it, and it's easy to find, you know. You're, yeah, and you lose probably all perspective about like what's reality going on in the real world. What's <laughs> actually real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so tell me about first look. It's just because when does it air? What's it about? What's the first look is a it's a travel experiential show so it's basically like a any traditional travel show where we go to different destinations um i've been to alaska uh, that was the premiere the premiere episode was uh destination alaska we went to south of france and this coming uh saturday is montreal okay um, so there's the destination episodes where we go and, you know, we're they're profiling a, a city, a region, a client, um, in France, we did this whole shoot about, um, this winemaker in France named Gerard Bertrand, who's 
the biggest wine guy in France. And I got to hang out at his vineyards, plow his fields, blend wine, um, hang out at his amazing jazz festival, meet his family. Incredible experience. Um, but then there's the experiential segments, which are more like the, the, the show is called First Look because they put me in these circumstances that most human beings not only didn't know existed, but will never have an opportunity to take part in. It's pretty cool. For example, like challenge. I, it, it's it's like the challenge, but even wackier. Right. Okay. Uh, it's like I'm one day I'm sumo wrestling a 600 pound sumo wrestler. <laughs> the next day I'm a cheerleader trying to make the LA Rams cheerleading squad. The next day I'm trying to find Bigfoot. The day after that, I'm, you know, uh, in the Jelly Belly factory making jelly beans. After that, I'm a cannabis sommelier on a farm in Humboldt County. Um, and the list goes on and on. I mean, the stuff... sounds really cool, actually. It's gotta, so yeah, cool. And, yeah. and, and every day is a different challenge. And I really do think that being on the challenge and me being able to kind of tweak my personality and who I am and what my on-camera persona is going to be has really helped me a lot making the transfer over to a different form of media, which is, you know, hosting. Um, but that's a whole challenge all in itself. Does you it, know? Does it, is it as exciting knowing you can't be eliminated at any moment? Yeah, it's great. It's not, not just that. Not just I'm not going to be eliminated, but also I don't really necessarily have to watch what I say and what I do as much because they're not out to twist my right. words and, and edit me to make me look like a total evil piece of shit. Yeah, no one's trying to like manipulate the situation. Yeah. They want you to look like... Exactly, exactly. Like and, that's taken a while, and that's taken a while because I tend to, when I, obviously when you're on the challenge, it's I'm conditioned to the second those cameras start, you know, my guard's up. Mm-hmm. Because the second you, you know, let your guard down, the second you, um, you know, become... Uh, vulnerable or emotional or sensitive it's like that's the second you die so now that must be tough when you're actually dating too because I feel like if you're a little guarded you're kind of like you have that up permanently and then and people say and and people mistake that people mistake how guarded I am for me lacking emotion I just have a better way of hiding it and I have a better way of masking it because and I think that's a byproduct of being on TV for as long as I have is because you can't show emotion. You know what I mean? Right. You can't do every you can't just do whatever you feel like yeah. doing or saying. And everyone's like, like you're saying. such a dickhead. Are you this big of an asshole? And it's like, well, that whole, you know, over the top, you know, overbearing, dominant, jokester, asshole mm-hmm. persona. It's almost like a coat of armor. It's almost like what I have to do and who I have to be. In right. order to like protect myself when I'm there. That makes sense. Like yeah. you're in survival mode. Yeah. Sh- sure. Um, okay. So we're going to wrap up with some red flag or deal breaker questions. Okay. Um, basically, the way the game works is I say like a thing that someone might do and you have to say like, is this just a red flag and kind of weird or am I out because okay. this is so weird? Okay. Okay. This is a would you rather. Okay. okay. They make a good salary, um, but they're really cheap and they don't spend it. Or they spend all of their money and they don't have a savings account. Uh, money and don't spend it. You prefer a cheap person. I prefer, I prefer somebody who's, I call it frugal. I prefer someone who's smart with their money rather than someone that, yeah, lives paycheck to paycheck. Okay. Because then guess who's footing the bill for everything. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, they smell like soy sauce all the time, but other than that, they're a great person. What are we talking about? A friend or like someone you're... This is someone you're dating. Oh, no no shot. Deal breaker. Deal breaker? Come on. Soy you're sauce? out? Soy sauce? No. Soy sauce even... I guess it's kind of pungent. Yeah. I guess. Very. Um, yeah, I'm not a big... Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want anyone smelling like soy sauce. Okay. 
uh, last one, they only they will only eat off the kids' menu at a restaurant. That's annoying. You take them on a date. See, that's they annoying. Request it. I'm I'm very big on especially now. Like I'm very particular with the way I eat when I put in my body. And so anyone that what, what are we talking like chicken fingers and French fries, macaroni and cheese, no. whatever, dude. That's they, it. Whatever's on the kids' menu. <clears throat> no, not because happening. you're so you're into like people who are healthy. Yeah. Well, you dated athletes, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, my okay. last girlfriend was, you know, total hippie. So she was like, yeah, professional snowboarder. So. Okay. So you're out. Out. What yeah. if they just, what if they don't eat off the kids menu? It's just, they just only eat disgusting shit. No. You're still out. Still out. So you got to understand something and you learn this later on in life. The more, the more garbage you put in your body, that finds its way out. Okay. So generally speaking, a girl that is unhealthy, smokes a lot, drinks a lot, eats fast food, has a disgusting diet is going to have bad skin and she's probably not going to smell great. So, and that's nothing, that's something that she's going to smell like soy sauce. I'm out. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on. This was really fun. I had a great time. Me too. And, um, guys tune into the challenge and tune into first look Saturdays after SNL on NBC. And where can they find you on Instagram? Uh, find me on Instagram at real Johnny bananas and uh, Twitter at Johnny bananas. And uh, again, follow first look on Instagram at first look TV to keep up with all of my shenanigans. Thanks so much. That's our show. Bye. Yay. Betches.